John Sturdivant's down there with the new, those new fancy headphones. I love those. Uh, over there in the blue shirt is Brandon Bumgarner. Uh, new addition to the show. He will be running our Instagram page coming up uh, in the next few weeks. Uh, we've got three other special guests on the screen there. Uh, John, do you want to go ahead and introduce all three of them? Uh, who should I start with first? No, I'm kidding. Uh, I'll start with the legendary high school coach who I've known over the 15 years or so. Fans might know him from the Southwind days, now the Maz days. Coach Cedric Miller joins us. And a former Memphis Tiger, I believe, at heart as well. Oh, yeah. And then you got good old the linebacker, uh, Robert Johnson, who has recently signed with the North Texas University Mean Green, the conference out of Conference USA. And then we got our running back, Cameron Miller, which is Coach Cedric Miller's son, who is going to make, make an announcement with us next about 10 minutes or so. And uh, some interesting news for some Tiger fans. So Memphis fans could be on lookout for that and uh, other team fans in the area as well. Uh, guys, welcome to the show and uh, thanks for coming on with us. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Coach well, Miller, uh, when you, you yes, sir. Uh, Coach Miller, when you look at, uh, obviously, you had a, gr a great a playing career yourself, and then as well as being just a legendary coach. Uh, what does it feel like now to have your son get to go through that recruitment process and, you know, all of that? I mean, how does it feel as a father to, to be able to have, have your son go through the same processes that you did? Well, uh, this is round three for me, okay? <laughs> you know, I had two older sons. My older son, Cedric Miller, the uh, second. That's uh, right. That's yeah, right. You know, he ended up going to Missouri State to play football. And then I had a second son, Kyler Miller. Uh, he walked on. And, uh, Cameron, and it just makes it... Uh, more pleasurable and you know process is going on i love how these things are uh working out and you know me being at this new school that i'm at now uh Mars, uh it makes it a little bit more gratifying to know that you can go to a small school and to come through your door and recruit the kind of kids that we're promoting at uh at Mars uh Mars High School with kids like Robert Johnson and uh and we got order come who's going to sign uh Southern Miss in February. Uh question for you. Uh, I I coached a young man at the Bartlett youth level named Maurice Howard. Uh, was he at Mars? He was. Uh, I, 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 I'm just trying to remember if he was. Yeah, he came over to Mars for uh, a semester, and then his dad uh, took him over to Cordova, where he finished his career at Cordova. Uh, yeah, he was over there for fall. Smith. He went through spring practice with us, and I think it was due to the fact of the drive. I think they stayed in Cordova, so yeah. wanted to make sure that you know he was close to home. And so I, I didn't have any problem. He was a good kid. Uh, you know, we did everything we could to try to help him at the time when he was at Moss. But yeah, he left and went and played his last year at uh, Cordova. Okay. okay. Coach, I'm a Cordova alumni, so uh, we appreciate y'all being gracious with him and everything like that and fully supporting him moving over there. So uh, he's a good kid. And man, uh, I do got to say, 
all the kids that I've ever met at Moz, athletes, non-athletes, uh, they're very respectable young men and women, and uh, y'all are doing a great job over there. So, thank you very much. Yes, sir. Go ahead, John. Um, Brandon, I mean not Brandon. Sorry. Robert, well, what you're talking about with your, uh, you know, I want to give a lot of credit to North Texas as well. Uh, year in, year out. My brother used to live in Denton, so I did catch a few games, you know, in Denton. It's a good old college. Kind of reminds me a little bit about Jonesboro, Arkansas, and Arkansas State a little bit. Um, so Denton area, you know, the only, I guess you could always say about Denton is, you know, the Memphis barbecue is still better than the Texas barbecue, buddy. You know, so don't forget about our Memphis barbecue and go to Texas. But, uh, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Robert, so talk about your recruiting commitment uh, with uh, Seth Luttrell and uh, I believe Galen Scott, the former Memphis uh, linebacker coach when he was at Memphis as well, was over there as well. So talk about your commitment with Seth Luttrell and the main Green. Well, uh, Coach, uh, Coach Scott used to uh, coach at Memphis, who also he uh, recruited my brother. So that's okay. a connection I already had with North Texas because I was uh, my brother really, uh, uh, and he was talking to Coach Scott. So there, there was already a connection there because I trusted him because my brother already trusted. Sip the trail. Oh, I think he's a. Uh, I think they had a meeting. He said he liked my fam. He told him to offer me. So. Man, I talk to uh Seth every every week. I talk to him every week. We have a pretty good, uh, pretty good connection also. I really just feel like uh they made me feel at home. Honestly, through the recruiting trail, they uh treat me like family. You know, I made a you know, you made an interesting point in this coach show. I know they had a down year this past year. Oh, yeah. But, you know, they were always competing with the Conference USA championships year in, year out with UAB, uh, Southern Miss, Louisiana Tech, just in a few schools out in Middle Tennessee, out of the Conference USA, you know. Um, can you just talk about maybe what else? Have you visited school yet? Or have oh, I haven't, I haven't been able to visit any schools because of uh, COVID-19. Okay. It really just messed a lot of stuff up. So did you, is there anything that like what what's on did you do like a like a zoom tour like a virtual tour oh yeah i did a zoom campus? tour they showed me the campus like yeah they showed me the campus they showed me all like the facilities are pretty nice there actually like the facilities are very nice in north texas they showed me all that on the zoom call they were showing me uh what places i would have this like where, where i would stay if i you know came up there Stuff like that. They showed me everything. They showed me all the facilities. Uh, it's pretty nice up there. So, how, just out of curiosity, how does that work through a Zoom call? Because, I mean, you know, like all obviously all of us, we're just sitting still. So, is there so there's somebody literally just walking? Uh, no, like they play, through, like they actually, like, it's like they uh, they actually play a video. And oh, the video okay. okay, okay. I've you know always been curious as to how that works. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it just takes you all throughout the campus, basically, and just shows all the facilities, the name of the facilities, and like what cool. the facility could do for you. So let me ask you this, Robert. Um, obviously, you probably had other schools looking at you besides North Texas, I would assume. So what drew you to North Texas? Because I mean, that's that's they're a they're a pretty solid football program. I mean, I, 
in my opinion, Seth Luttrell is doing an amazing job uh, there at North Texas. Uh, like I said, uh, Gavin Scott and my brother, that, that was the main connection there. Cause my brother said I could trust him. And my brother says I can trust anybody. I'm a, I'm gonna say I, I can trust him. You know what I'm saying? So that was it there. And then also that was also like the best offer I had at the time. This is the best offer I've, I've gotten. So I just, uh, just took a hold of the opportunity. I, I just need an opportunity. So I, Cause I want to play at the next level. This is the college is another, another step to get to another level. I'm trying to get to the NFL. Brandon, any questions for Robert? Uh, Robert, so the recruiting process was a little weird. Um, do you regret not being able to have, um, like an on-campus visit or anything like that? I know with COVID-19, everything's messed up, but do you think, um, that you could have felt even more in love with it, um, over being like actually on campus or, um, do you regret not being able to do that? Oh yeah, I think I would. I think I would like it even more if I like. I do. I hate like how COVID nineteen messed everything up. Like I would have mm-hmm. been up there taking visits. Probably would have been at some games and some more. So COVID mm-hmm. just messed a lot of stuff up for me. Gotcha, Coach Miller. I know y'all didn't get a chance to play this year. I know y'all are a charter school. That's part of the Shelby County School District now, and technically in a way. But uh, can you talk about your last three years with these guys? Uh, it's been they they came in on the uh, on the upswing of the program. The, my first year there, uh, I played with the players that was there. We went six and four with those kids. The, on because of the previous year, those same kids been two. So we were district running up. My, my first year there, uh, my second year there, we were co champs. Uh, we were seven and three and made it to the second round of the playoffs. Uh, then uh, that was Caleb Johnson's junior year. Then his, we had a down year a little bit. Uh, then uh, Cameron and Rock and a couple other guys, a good group of, I had a good core group of kids to come in like two years in a row. So the last two, three years, you know, uh, we've been six and five, six and four, uh, seven and three, but you know, uh, we've run into the bus all in the, in the first and second round. Uh, you know, we had to play Peabody, you know, the last two, three years, you know, defending state champs. So, I mean, it, it's rough when you're going against a team, a uh, powerhouse like uh, Body was for the last two and a half, three years, you know. So, uh, we, we, we were doing very well. And I really think this year have we been allowed to play, uh, I think we would have really competed and made a good run for the state this year because we were loaded on both sides of the balls this year and uh, with Robert and, like I said, Cameron and uh, Damon Swing, the leading the offensive line. I mean, we, we, we were we were really, really going to be really talented. Now, here's the, here's the kicker about us not playing this year. I didn't find out until maybe the last week in October when my executive director called the charter school office and spoke to the superintendent of the charter schools. And they told him that it was really up to our executive director whether we could play or not, but we didn't know. So we actually could have played this mm-hmm. past year had we known that we could that we are not under the autonomy of SES because we are a charter school. So we pretty much 
the decision when it came down to our executive director, which he had he had already told me that he wanted us to play, but we were under the assumption that we were under SES. So mm -hmm. uh, once we found out that we were not up under SES and we were autonomous to SES, that's why our basketball team, girls and boys, are playing right now because we found out that we can make our own choice and whether we wanted to play or not. Uh, as long as we follow the state protocols and uh, we follow all the COVID-19 uh, protocols that it was fine for us to play. And as long as we got permission from our executive director, which uh, Reverend Derek Joyce gave us, gave us his blessings and our board gave them, gave us their blessings to allow these kids to get onto the uh, platform so they can perform because in this business that we're in, yeah, we're about academics. We love academics first, but also these kids have talents that need to be seen. Mm -hmm. And what the athletic does, it provides a, a stage for them to perform and execute and show everybody their God-given talents. Um, you know, just last, uh, this past Friday, you know, we played the, supposed to be the number 20 team in the country, you know, highly ranked undefeated Briarcrest at Briarcrest. And we took eight guys over there including Robert and Cameron, we beat them. So, I mean, we have a lot to offer, and I was just really disappointed that we didn't get a chance to uh, let those seniors and those kids that I had coming back showcase mm -hmm. that talent. Luckily, uh, I advised Robert and I advised Damon that if somebody came along with a scholarship offer that you really like, to take it, because we didn't know what this COVID thing was going to do and with the NCAA giving players a free year to play, there wasn't going to be a lot of scholarships mm -hmm. uh, floating around for high school kids because, as y'all can see, this transfer portal has just blew up, you know, so everybody can transfer one time uh, and go anywhere and still be eligible to play. So there are going to be a lot of college scholarships are going to be sucked up by the transfer portal where the high mm -hmm. school kids are going to be left behind. So... I advise my kids to take the best offer that came to you. If it was somewhere you wanted to go, commit now. You know, if it's, if something else came along that was a little bit better, you can always decommit. You know, this is a business. We understand that. So, you know, programs are going to do what's best for them. You have to do what's best for yourself and your family. So that was my advice to those kids and those young men. And we were very lucky that we had two Division one kids to come out of this class this year that have signed or are going to sign uh, Division one scholarships, you know. So uh, COVID did kind of mess things up, but you know, now that we know what's going on, if this continues uh, into next year, uh, we are going to play next year. Uh, now that I know that we could have played, so I'm preparing my kids to. Uh, get ready to go into the season. We have to make some changes on the schedule. We'll do that. Uh, we're willing to play anybody. It doesn't matter. You know, I just want the kids to get some experience and some exposure. Let's go ahead. Yeah, Coach, uh, that, was, that was a great answer. Uh, I mean, you know, it's really, it's crazy how, especially with all this COVID stuff going on, if we could just get a little more information, not just on this situation, but on numerous other situations regarding it, I think we all would have been a lot better in the long run. Um, right. Of course, that's just my personal opinion. No, you're right. No, you're um, right. When, when you look at Moz as a whole, as a school uh, program, uh, tell the four-star nation 
uh, just exactly what they have to bring as a um, possibly a kid looking for a place to go play or a place to go to school, either one. Well, uh, we are a uh, we're a health science schools number one. Okay, so we have a different uh, curriculum than most other charter schools. Uh, we have several programs that allow our kids to get up to 12 hours of college credit uh, with the affiliation of uh, Baptist College of Health Science. And we also have a working uh, program with Southwest Community College where we allow our kids uh, to go to, they leave the school around about 11.30, go over to Southwest and stay to 2.15. Uh, where they can work on different uh, options in the health science career. Uh, we also, like I said, Baptist Health College of Science, where they can go over and get a certain amount of hours to where they can start working on an internship when they graduate from high school, and where they can automatically slide right into Baptist College of Health Science Sciences mm -hmm. to start their career in health science programs, which that's what they want to do. So those are some of the highlighted things that we have that, other schools don't have that we try to promote at Mars. Uh, we have a great academic program. We got great uh, teachers in the building. Uh, you know, we, we, we've turned this, we've turned the corner on yes. academic yes. parts. Uh, athletics is just a byproduct of what we present to the kids in order to be a well-rounded student. So, you know, I'm, I'm very proud that I decided five years ago to come to Mars. You know, uh, uh, it was a challenge for me and I like challenges. So uh, I accepted the challenge that I wanted to make sure that we turn this program into a uh, great program to show people that you don't have to go to the uh, name brand high school to get recruited and that you can still get your academics and athletics all in one building and you can still come out of this high school with college credits, if that's the choice that you want to have. Yeah, that's that's incredible, Coach. That's absolutely incredible. Well, Cameron, uh, for all of our listeners out there, we are getting ready to uh, getting ready to have a big announcement here. Uh, Cameron Miller, no pressure, brother. Um, just uh, just announced to the to the to the nation your top six, man. I know my top six. Um. Auburn, Alabama, Ole Miss, Oregon, Tennessee, and um, Memphis. You know, uh, those are my top six that uh, I've been uh, I've been looking at the hardest right now. But you know, uh, the day after I I dropped my top six, you know, um, Florida offered that that night. So you know, Florida done kind of jumped in a little bit. You know, um, so I'm still just taking my time through this recruitment, just looking at the schools. Uh, Cameron, what can you say about the coaching? I mean, can you talk about each coach maybe that's recruiting you at each school the most? Um, you know, or not uh, the most, but those top six. Like, talk about like the, each coach, or I mean, each team with a coach that's maybe recruiting you on there, and um, just talk about like what brings them, what brings them to the table for your top six. Oh, uh, you know, uh, starting with Ole Miss, you know, um. You know, just inspired by uh, Lane Kiffin offense that he run. You know, he runs that quick offense up tempo where he likes to, uh, you know, get the balls out. You know, uh, get the ball out to his best players and uh, in space for them to create and uh, make plays. So you know, 
that's something I like in this offense, you know. Uh, so he's real. He's real an offensive guy that they just like to, you know, move fast and uh, score a lot of points. So that's what I like about Ole Miss and uh, what Lane Kiffin has been doing this year. You know, uh, with Memphis, you know, uh, Coach Jones and Coach Reggie Howard, you know, uh, one's an offensive guy and one's a defensive guy. You know, Coach uh, Reggie Howard, he, he's recruiting me at uh, DB, you know, uh, but he's saying that, you know, I can play offense and defense at the over there like at, um, in Memphis. So, you know, it's just a blessing that, that uh, I got an option where I can play uh, two on uh, both sides of the ball. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it's hometown too. So that'll be a blessing, you know, just just being able to do that uh, at the college level too. And, you know, with Oregon, um, Coach Coach McClendon, the receiver coach, uh, you know, he was just telling me, um, he was telling me the things that, uh, you know, Oregon have, of course, been doing, you know, winning Pac-12 championships, having a good record, you know, um, going to bowl games and winning most of them. But, you know, um, you know, and also he told me uh, some things like um, the way they train down there and they practice is different than other like SEC schools. And um, just, you know, other schools, cause you know, they're just different. So it, that's what makes Oregon kind of, uh, makes them kind of special than uh, any other school. And then with uh, Tennessee, you got um, Coach T. Martin down there, receiver coach, and Jeremy Pruitt. You know, they're just telling me I can be a home, uh, you know, in-state kid. You know, they're trying their best to keep all the uh, in-state kids uh, in Tennessee for them to uh, rebuild the program that they have there. So, uh, you know, there's just something special that he's trying to do and trying to get all of the 22 class down here to uh, join. And then uh, with Auburn, you know, of course, uh, Coach Gus, before he got, you know, fired, I was talking to Burns, Coach Burns, receiver coach, and uh, Larry Porter. So, then we had a special connection down there, you know, somewhere in Alabama where they compete in the SEC West. You know, they they big, they big rival Alabama. So, you know, I like the way they just compete. And they've been beating Alabama, uh, what, like last two years. But, you know, they go on and off. But now with that new coaching staff, you know, I'm just waiting until, you know, I get that uh, little call from them. Then with, um, then, then with Alabama, of course, you got uh, Coach Roach and Coach Saban down there. So um, they've been they've been recruiting me hard down there. I, I hear them from uh, about twice a week with Coach Roach. He's just telling me how, how the things that they got going down there. And, of course, you see them in a uh, championship game tomorrow so you know they're just telling me uh how they winning all these sec games with this tough schedule this week so you know it's just been a fun process being recruited by all them schools uh can um, I ask this man uh when it comes to oregon the uniforms probably don't hurt right <laughs> yeah yes sir oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, man let me yeah <laughs> man let me ask you this um what so i mean what is it like to, to be a high school kid and have Nick Saban and, and, you know, just some very elite and very illustrious coaches, you know, calling you on the phone and talking to you. I mean, I'm sure you've obviously grown up watching football uh, and obviously you know who these guys are, but I mean, that's got to feel pretty special to, to be able to see what, what you've done, not only in the classroom, but what you've done on the football field really pay off in the end. Yeah, you know, just growing up, just watching Coach Saban and uh, all the other coaches on TV all the time being talked about press conference. You know, I 
And in, in, in my mind, you know, one day I, I thought I could, you know, talk to Coach Saban, but you know, uh, I ain't never know it could happen this early. Cause you know, uh, it was just a fun, just, just knowing how great of a coach he is uh, at Alabama and the things he's done. So, you know, it's just been, it's, it's been a blessing for sure, and there's a lot and, and, and a lot of dreams coming true. Because uh, you know, I wish to be at this point, so you know, I I had to work just to be at this point. So, um, you know, just being a kid, just being recruited by Coach Saban and all of them, just a uh, it's just fun, you know. Um, just still a lot of learning going on, so that's all basic. You know, you might want to reach out to Dylan Mitchell. He was a stud here in Memphis who went on to Oregon. And play, or had a tryout with the Vikings and it didn't work out for him. But it doesn't hurt to reach out to Dylan Mitchell, you know, especially, you know, when he's one of the Memphis area prospects who went to Oregon. So you can always reach out to him for advice as well at Oregon, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, uh, I ain't never really just talked to him. You know, I uh, I watched a lot of his highlights when he was at White Station. But, you know, uh, but, you know I ain't never just, you know, spoke to him before. So uh, that's just something I got to learn. Cameron, when it comes down to it, um, when you make your final decision, whenever that is, uh, what is going to play the biggest factor on your commitment? Uh, is it playing time? Is it the best fit for you? Um, is it aspirations of being in the NFL one day, education, stuff like that? Uh, it's really going to come down to, um, you know, just what school – well, I want to say the school, but um, – what system that I can be, I can be successful in, you know, of course, of uh, getting my education, but also just help me get to another level to the NFL. So I just want to go where I can be in the best system and I can play to the best of my ability. Cause you know, in, in, in the college, you know, they gonna play a freshman, you know, if he's doing good and he's out playing the other. So that doesn't really matter on where I would go with that part. It's just the part is just, um, you know, of course, education and just schools that uh and with coaches that I can trust and that trust me, and you know they just know what they're doing in there. So that's just a, another part that I'm still just learning and uh, watching through uh you know on sometimes on uh, ESPN they'll be talking about the coaches and sometimes mm -hmm. I I can be talking to them. So it's just the way how they run their school and their program. That's what it's gonna come down to and uh which school just recruiting me the hardest. Gotcha. Coach Miller, you know, you've been around the game for the Memphis area so many years. <clears throat> um, what can you tell a student athlete that might be wanting to try out and, or not try out, but go to Moz and become a y'all's part of your football program over there? And then um, what can you tell a player that I know like Corey or not Corey, but Robert and uh, Cameron. Hey, Robert. Surprise. <laughs> Corey, you know, Corey, you know this guy? Miller, you know, yes, yes, yes. He's a, he's the man that brought me to Mars, and I thank you. <laughs> thank you very much for being on the show, Court. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And then uh, let me turn this background off. I think I got. But anyways, Coach Miller, real quick, what can you tell a player that wants to, you know, go to Mars and basically be a two-sport athlete, just like these two guys right here? Oh, uh, I, I can say this about Moz. Um, We're a three-star athlete, no matter what, you know, the track, ba football, basketball, you know. Yeah, I mean, we, we have a family-oriented 
programs all over from basketball, football, track to whatever. Uh, the academics, you can get your academics, you can do some of the things that you can't do in normal schools with uh, at Ma that we're doing now. Uh, my thing is, do you want to, you want an opportunity to play or you can sometimes, you know, you can go to these bigger schools as a ninth grader and you can get lost in the shuffle where you know, we're a small school. Uh, but we have produced and will continue to produce big time players. So my biggest thing, when I go to a young man uh, about being a student athlete at Mars, I tell him all the time, do you want to be a, a small fish in a big pond? Or do you want to be a big fish in a small pond? Okay. And it's just that simple. I mean, the, the proof is in the pudding everywhere I've been from starting at Wooddale, the South Wind, and now at Mars, everywhere I've been, uh, the program, I've always had to jumpstart the program. When I got to Wooddale, they had like four or five straight losing seasons, okay? Uh, I came in under Raymond Duke. He, he passed the reins on to me. I took the program to where it needed to be, and uh, I left there and started a brand new program at South Wind, got it off the ground and rolled it, produced kids to go to college there in a while. Then now at Mars, you know, we're, we're, we're doing the exact same thing that we've done everywhere we've been. So the track record speaks for itself. And I ha also have a lot of former players who are now my assistant coaches. And I also have a lot of former players who had younger brothers. Uh, I had former students that know my track record are willing to send their younger siblings to me and for me to uh, mentor and guide and try to help them uh, become great student athletes also. So I, I, I would say this, we're, we're, we're a small school, but we're promoting big things and the proof is in the pudding. Uh, I don't have to talk about it a lot. I don't go around beating on my chest, but I just, I, I like to show people, you know, and, and, and we're doing that as you can see with during the pandemic, we are probably one of the smaller schools that produced two kids that signed Division One scholarship. I know Carrieville did, and I know maybe a couple other schools, White Station, but you know, to be, have your name amongst those uh, regular known schools to produce kids and to have your name in those kind of uh, rankings and have your name mentioned amongst those, you know, it just shows the process and that if you believe and trust the process, you can do anything you want to do, you put your mind to it. Absolutely. Uh, Coach, Corey, I got a question for you. Um, yes. since you know, you said you were the executive director of the school last year in general, right? Right. I, I was been an executive director at Miles from 2015 to 2019. Since the last year, taking care of my father, I know you all know he just passed recently. But um, this school was, I mean, for your question, I mean, I, this school was, Coach Miller was perfect for this school because of exactly what he talked about, his ability to take something from the ground up and build it up. And because of that is the reason why we brought him over to Moz. And, and he doesn't like to beat his own drum, but he should. Since 2016, we have placed, um, I'm just going to call some names, uh, Colin Williams in college, Darius Townsend in college, Darius Brooks all went to Mortland College, Derek Ganey, Aaron Anderson went to Valley. 2018, Caleb, my son, went to Valley. Deion Sims went to uh, Micklin College, Justin Rose, Langston, o Otis Sykes, Methodist University, Derek Dontaria Stewart, uh, Mount Union, 
2019, Terrell Partee, Dodge City, Terry Scruggs, McPherson College. Uh, last year, Ocasio Nelson, Tennessee Martin, Peter McKinley, Arkansas Baptist College. And then you got these kids. Uh, Cameron can go anywhere he wants to go. And my nephew over there, Robert, heading to uh, uh, University of North Texas. Miller has done an outstanding job on building kids. And so uh, that's the thing that I'm very proud to have that part of the legacy being a part of the school. You know, like I told him earlier in the show before he came on that, you know, he's one of the legendary coaches in this Memphis area from Southwind to Wooddale, like you mentioned, to now Moz. Because, you know, I don't give – a lot of people don't give city school – or I'm not saying city schools because I'm saying because Shelby County schools, but they are a charter school now. But I'm giving a lot of Shelby County coaches a lot of credit, like from Coach Anthony Jones when he was at Cordova, now to Coach Miller – to a lot of coaches in general, they put a lot of kids through college. And it might be Division One, Division Two, or SES, or Division Three, or NAI, or the Gulf South, or whatever. But at least they're playing somewhere, you know, to play football, to the sport that they, they love. That's what it matters most as well to me. Yeah, very yeah. true. Uh, he deserves the credit. A lot of these guys are out there doing the work uh, because – uh, they are at smaller schools. Sometimes they don't get the attention of the Whitehaven or Collierville. Uh, but, you know, we play good, they play good football down in, in single A. And so, so uh, you know, here's nothing to be ashamed of. These some good athletes. And somebody like Cameron, you know, you've got power five schools coming to look at them. You've got the group of five coming to look. And they're paying attention to what we put on. They've got more to come behind them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Brandon, Brandon go ahead. Coach Johnson, uh, I see you're a Steelers fan. Do uh, you have a pred prediction on the game tonight? <laughs> I do, I do. This is the same old Cleveland Browns. Don't worry about Cleveland. We'll get through this game tonight. Whoa! Whoa! So I was listening to ESPN Sports Radio earlier this week, and uh, they were talking about um, – Juju Smith-Schuster being the ultimate bulletin board guy for other teams. Um, yeah. And you came out with the, basically the same quote that he said. He said, there are a bunch of gray faces over there who – they're the same team. And I'm like, yeah, man. They're, they're like, it, until they beat us, that it's still the Brownies. And so <laughs> – <laughs> oh man, awesome. we're, gonna, that is we're sending the Ravens to Kansas City. I'm making a bold prediction on your show today. The Ravens are going to Kansas City once we beat Cleveland tonight, and the Ravens will beat Kansas City. This is the AFC North showdown, the AFC Championship Series. Okay, okay, okay. You heard it here first. I heard it. We heard it here. This is live, so everybody sees it and hears it. So that's cool. I understand. I'm, I'm staying with it. I'm an avid <laughs> Steeler fan. Uh, Cameron and uh, Robert, you talk, we talked about y'all being a two-sport athletes this year, football and basketball. Uh, so far, you know, y'all, Coach Miller brought it up already, but y'all beat a good Briarcrest team who's undefeated at Briarcrest last year or last or last week. I mean, I'm sorry, but uh, talk about your basketball careers just a little bit. I know y'all are averaging at least ten points a game this year, a little bit on and off the court. So talk about that. Well, Cameron's you know. the basketball player. I'm just a sidekick. I ain't got a lot of the ball. I play defense and I get a ball right back to Cameron so he scores. 
That's why you average about those seven assists a game, right, Robert? So, yeah. You know, so, so what <laughs> you're saying is you're you're his pippin. Is that what you're saying? You're his pippin? Exactly. Okay. He's gonna average that. He's gonna get them assists and balls for sure. But anyways, talk about talk about that huge win over Brian Christie the other night, and then uh, talk about the basketball. I know it's been a crazy year with scheduling and all that, so talk about that. Well, you know, um, and in the first quarter, you know, uh, I, I had a lot of well, me personally, I had I was in foul trouble in the in the, uh, in the uh, first half, but you know, uh, we had some players that uh, you know, since we had a rebuild this year, we had some players that came from Kingsbury and Douglas. And they were lights out shooting the ball in the first half. They could combine, they made like I think what six threes, six, seven threes in the uh in the uh, first half. But you know, but uh Robert played a lot in the uh in the in the first half. So I'm gonna let yeah. you talk. So I'm uh I'm gonna let him talk to you about that in the first oh, half. Yeah, because really yeah, you were in foul trouble, right? Yeah, I was in foul <laughs> trouble first half. Yeah, uh we got we got two good shooters here. I think they both came from Kingsbury, they were friends. So, Amid, uh, Amid was one of the shooters that came in. I think he came in. I don't. I don't think he missed a three. He shot. I think he shot four, four threes in a row without missing them. Wow! He gave us a spark off the bench. So we we went on a run after that. So after that run, we just really took off. We went up. I forgot how much we were up by. It was like seventeen. Yeah, we were up by. You said how much we were up by? 17, yeah. according to an article I read. Yeah, yeah. yeah we went up by we 17. Went up, we went up 17 in the third quarter because we made a run uh, where uh, at one point they didn't score. So uh, we want to run that third quarter, just going back to back, shooting layups and threes on them. So they had to call a timeout right in the third quarter. And so it was a good game, you know. Um, yeah. But uh, they didn't start really like, you know, just getting all them little uh, points until like towards the end where they started fouling us. You know, we had to start shooting a lot of free throws. You know, we missed some, but uh, we made just enough where where um we could hold them off. So that was the best part about playing the game uh, on last Friday. You know, we did just enough to get by, but you know, uh, we weren't happy that uh how we played, but at least we won the game. You know, uh, so it was just exactly. a good game we played to uh just to beat a uh undefeated team like like uh Briar Chris since that was a big name in the city. Exactly. Cameron, I just saw I'm watching the Saints and Bears game in the background while we're doing this uh, interview with you guys. And I saw Lamar Murray just throw a block, get up and score a touchdown. I got to see that out of you next year, man. <laughs> that was it, that was a pretty football play. Oh, it's got me distracted over here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Robert, what can you say about the basketball season so far? Uh, basketball season, uh, well, it's a it's been a, a interesting journey. Well, since me and Cam, I think I think the team's record was uh, one in three. Like Cam was the record before we started one playing. Three. Yeah, one that was three. one in three. And then ever since me, and, I mean, since me and Cam started playing, we haven't lost a game. Yeah, and Cam, Cam is Jordan. I'm Pippen. I'm giving Cam the ball no matter what to get him the ball. He's so, a so basically, what you're saying is the team was nothing without y'all. Is, is that what you're saying here live? So all your no, nah, nah, I'm saying you? like we. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is we. Nah, we just helped the like help the team uh find you know 
Let me help you out, nephew. Let me help you out, nephew. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, that's He's like struggling that's right now, Corey. He's struggling. Get them prepared, guys. I can get them prepared. <laughs> Coach Watkins, Bernard Watkins, uh, he's also hired him at Moz. He's a childhood friend with Coach Watkins, and I've been friends since 1975. We grew up together. And so when I came to Moz, Coach Miller was one of the first hires. The second hire I had was Coach Bernard Watkins. Both of them have very similar skill sets. They both develop kids, and uh, they put together great squads. And so last year, you know, when the pandemic happened, on the way to the substate and had to shut things down. And so uh, Watkins was able to reform his team, get some people together, and wait till the cavalry arrived, Robert and Cameron, <coughs> to help yeah. us get that team over the hump. So they're going to cause some trouble in a ruckus. We look forward to going to the state. I'll see them. I think they go, you play Bolivar Thursday, I think. No, it's Tuesday. 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 Uh, Tuesday. Y'all can, can, can beat them. I sorry, I've already seen them play. Y'all can beat them. Y'all be yeah, yeah. Play, No. No hard feelings, Bolivar. Then we no. played then played Memphis, uh played a homeschool on Thursday. I think we played Memphis home Thursday. Homeschool, yeah, homeschool education. They played them yeah. Thursday. We yeah, up. they got the okay. SCA and MHA combined this year. So that'll be a good yeah. game for y'all. Yeah. Right. We 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 on a four game uh win streak right now though. Oh, oh now you're gonna jinx it. What? No. <laughs> nah, nah. I'm not gonna jinx it. We ain't gonna jinx that. Hey, Coach Miller, I got a question regarding scheduling for you. I know um, a lot of people, you know, is it always, I know, for example, you know, with me going to Bartlett High School in years past when you were at Southwind and other schools, um, is it always, I mean, like, for example, you know, when we had coach, different coaches in the past, a lot of coaches, you know, would play maybe like three or four hard games on the schedule to get them ready for like a tough district like Bartlett's, you know, going into the postseason or just getting them ready for the tough district as it is. Are you a fan? I know with y'all being a 1A school and a little bit of a smaller school, I know y'all played Bartlett in the past, which I've seen y'all play against. But are you a fa are you in favor of high school coaches maybe in general for football to play these tough teams early on and then, you know, for their postseason? Or how would you want to answer uh that? Well, I, I I I can't speak for everybody, but I know my track record and everywhere I've been, I I've never wanted to play the cupcake schedule because you get a false sense of security of who you are, and when you go off into the playoffs and not having been in uh, not been battle tested, and when somebody punches you in the mouth or adversity hits, sometimes kids don't know whether no flight or fight, you know so. I always believe in making sure that we have a very competitive, uh, competitive schedule early on, you know, even though in our league, we don't really get to have that many non-league games because we got nine teams in our league. So we have right. eight, eight league schedules. Yeah, I forgot about that schedule. since they reassigned y'all for next year also. Right. So we, you know, we, we get two non-league games. So we are, we, we play this classic where we play, mace every year um so that's one game already gone so uh i was playing barley for the last three two or three years would have been third year last year had we been able to play so i always believe in trying to get somebody a 5a, 6A school to challenge boys because you know uh we, we know what was on the other side waiting on us so you know we, we were always trying to get ready to play a team like 
Peabody because we knew if we wanted to get up the road to uh, Cookville, we had to go through Trenton, Tennessee, and we knew that. And uh, those were the reasons why uh, I scheduled the people that I scheduled. I scrimmaged who I scrimmaged, like last summer. Summer before last, I scrimmaged Muffet, a team that runs the dive option. Uh, I scrimmaged Kyvia, who runs the kind of like wing T spread. You know, I played you guys who runs that power, you know, that pulling. And, you know, you get the double wings and you're pulling people because that's, a, that's what we'll see once we leave the city of Memphis. So I always wanted to get our kids to get their eyes on those type of teams uh, early on, you know, because here in the city of Memphis, in our league, it's pretty much spread. Nobody really runs the ball as much as we probably do or have did in our league. Everybody in our league is five, four, four wide, five wide, three wide. You know, it's chucking duck, just throwing it around. So uh, I always wanted to make sure our guys were ready to play a physical team when we got down uh, off into the playoffs. So that's my philosophy. But, you know, I really would think that most coaches in the city should uh, schedule uh, a tough teams, but now let me say this: CSAA doesn't help them out. Now they don't have a choice, especially in six A. It's yeah. all back <laughs> it's all back together like it was when I was at uh, Wooddale and Southwind. So ain't no running no more. Ain't, ain't no ducking nobody no more. Okay, and only four teams gonna go to the playoffs. So you know it is what it is. You know, so now uh, some people didn't like it. Now I know some people personally. I'm gonna call no names, but. Some people didn't like it, but, you know, in order to be the best, you ought to want to play the best. You know, uh, that that's just me. You know, I'm, I'm a competitive, you know. Uh, I, I I don't believe in ducking. Anybody call want to play? If I got scared, I'll play. I don't, I don't have any problem playing nobody, even at this two-way school, because we have developed the type of athletes that now, same way Trezman did. When Teddy White was there, he didn't care. He didn't care he was a two-way, three-way school. Bring them on, you know. And every year, you look what happened when they were rolling. He prepared his kids for when they got down the road in the state. They were ready. They, they played against team that go double tight and want to play power ball. They've seen it already. Mm-hmm. So those are the things that you have to do to prepare your kids for on down the road when, when you when you plan on holding that gold ball up. Well, Coach, uh, to your statement, so I'm a Cordova alumni, and uh, Coach Wimberly over at Cordova – Last oh, yeah. year, unfortunately, they weren't able to play a game. But this past year, the schedule was loaded. It was supposed to be yeah. South Panola, Lausanne, schools like that that you're going to see in the playoffs. Right. You want to have your kids battle-tested, like you right. said, to be able to see whatever's coming up. Right. And that's something I applaud because when I was in high school, coaches would schedule teams where they knew you'd get a win, you know, like um, – over to uh, when I was whatever we played, and not not now because Kirby's a good football team now. But back then, Kirby wasn't very good. They'd schedule Kirby or um, Kingsbury, somebody like that that just wasn't very good at the time. Right. But now, you have to play everybody. You have to play these teams that are going to battle test you and get you ready. Um, because it's an even playing field now, and there's oh, yeah. there's no uh, hard feelings out there on the on the uh, field. It's a uh, it's going to be a tough game no matter who you play. So, um, and I, I well, applaud I mean, that as a coach. You're teaching your young men character by that, saying, yeah. hey, let's go play the toughest team we can and go punch them in the mouth. So, And at the same time, to your point, Brandon, at the same time, I honestly believe that those teams that they're going and stepping on the field with, like Lausanne, Christian Brothers, others that are powerhouses in the city of Memphis, I think they respect 
affect those schools and those coaches and those players even more mm-hmm. because of that. I, I mean, Absolutely. in my opinion, I mean, I don't have facts to back that no, up, but no, no, it's facts, it's facts, it's facts. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just really honestly believe that Coach LeCastro and guys like that, it builds respect. And Coach LeCastro seems like a guy we've, we've had him on the show. He seems like another guy that he's going to go schedule. I mean, he's going to schedule the best of the best. Oh, yeah. um, but at the same time, teams like Moz and others that have stepped on the field and that have shown they're not, not scared of them, I think it goes a long way for them, too, at the same time. It, it, it does because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we're trying to promote uh, the kids. And uh, what, what I'm going to say is this. If you're playing a, 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 a not-so-good team, okay, and you run your stats up and you run this up, when you send that film in to a college coach and they see you running over people, running tackles, breaking tackles, nobody, they look like they ain't never been coached a day in their life, and you're trying to get a scholarship, what do you think that that, that college scout is going to say? Well, who are they playing against? But if they see a name up there that they know that they're probably recruiting somebody from and you're doing the exact same thing, ah, this kid can really play because he's played against real competition that he might see on the so those are some of the reasons why you play these teams. You don't duck them, you play them. You know, if you're Absolutely. able to do it against those types of teams, you can do it against anybody. Yeah, I completely agree, Coach. And, uh, you know, I'm glad to see coaches, uh, and I mean, I'll just say the word administrations, uh, supporting that type of scheduling, uh, not just for football, but for all athletics for that matter. Um, because it doesn't matter if we're talking – in football, baseball, basketball, track, whatever, we all know that at the end of the day, once you reach that state tournament level of play, you're playing the best of the best in whatever state you may be in. Correct. John, Correct. go ahead. Uh, Corey, I got a question for you again. Um, matter of fact, you might have just answered it, Corey. But um, so basically, you know, when teams like Moz, Overton, Kirby and all them play these bigger schools. You said it really depends on the school that how much like a team like Moz right. and all them would get, or right. So when I was uh, working with Coach Miller about scheduling, one of the great things uh, working with Coach was he's correct. We played anybody. We played Lausanne a couple of years. We played yep. Bartlett three years, and we talk about the respect factor. You can ask Bartlett how much they respected us when I think. Caleb had 287 yards one one game against Bartlett, and they hung on the very end. Hey, I had to broadcast <laughs> that game, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, they, they, they escaped us one year. You know, uh, we gave Lausanne a fit for the first half until we got worn down against them. So it really depends upon, uh, from the administrative standpoint, you would negotiate that rate. Uh, it's not a huge amount of money, uh, but some schools depend upon those pay games in order to help their budget. Uh, fortunate thing at Moz, we had an opportunity. We had a lot of strong sponsors. So it wasn't so much about that. It was about building a relationship. La Castro, who we worked with, we took a student bus out there, took our kids out there, the whole bus. We made sure we had tickets. And it was all about the administrative negotiation, depending on who you're playing. Like Coach Miller said, you know, now that they, now in this 2A division, you're going to get two games. We were scheduling games uh, before they made that shift in Louisville with Louisville Central. I have a cousin who's now at Kentucky Westland. Uh, but we were scheduling, we wanted our kids to have an experience. They need to have a travel experience. They need to play against different places. And again, we know two-way ball, you got to go through Trent. 
just understand that. That's how it is. You got to prepare those kids for it. So, you know, Miller did an outstanding job doing it. So the schools, playing anybody, what's important. Those kids are going to see those kids on some other playing fields. We need to have them prepared. Um, go ahead, Brandon. Oh, uh, I, I didn't have anything. Uh, I did, did have something for the guys um, that are being recruited and have already committed. Um, what's it like to be around your friends? Um, and, and your friends, do, do they influence you on your decision? Uh, I know I know. back when I played high school baseball um, and I had teams talking to me, my friends were hyping me up about certain offers and everything like that. Um, and I just want to hear from you guys as far as uh, do your friends hype you up on where they want you to go or uh, um, what, wh where they want you to uh, be in life? Uh, and this, that, this for Robert and Cameron. Uh, well, you know, uh, I got a lot of kids. Well, I got a lot of friends in my class. That, you know, um, we got almost about the same round of offers. And, you know, we all don't put our top five out, top six, top four out. So, you know, um, we talk about it a lot in our little group chat that we got. So, you know, we always speaking on, you know, we break down the schools um, that we all will want to play it together and, uh, and like how we how will we want to play together. So, you know, we just break down the schools and we, and we just watch out every school play. So, you know, uh, but we all probably might make our decision around the same time. But not on the same like week or day or no, but you know we we plan on make our shit around the same time. So you know it just be it'll be fun to just figure out where, where we all want to go play it because you know that's something we would want to do if we had the chance to. Gotcha. Um, and one more question for you, Cam. Uh, do you plan on uh committing on National Signing Day or before then or just when timing's right? Um, I really want to commit after I visit those schools that I um that like uh, the schools that I have announced, um like Alabama, Oregon, Tennessee, and Florida, really, and Memphis. Well, you know, well I can I can visit I well I can go to Memphis anytime. So you know, uh, but really those schools just want to go up there and visit uh, like at least one more time so I can, so I can have so I can have the feeling just to uh just to know where I, and where I want to go. Gotcha. What about you, Robert? Go ahead, Robert. Uh, With your friends, I know you already signed and everything, but you know. Yeah, a lot of my friends, they do try to influence my decision. They'll probably talk about it, be like, yeah, you just got North Texas, you need to go. That's what a lot of my friends were saying. But I also think I needed to go to North Texas too, so I think I just made the right decision. So. I mean, it's also good. I'm not saying it's a bad thing to get away from Memphis, but it is a good thing to get away from Memphis. In the environment, you know, just a little bit and try a new environment as well. Yep. I think it's going to be a good environment for me. Coach Miller, you know, with you being a head coach and everything, been around the game for so long, what kind of college coaches, uh, like, do you look at film on and, like, you know, that look film on and then refer to your high school guys on? Um, Where do you mean, like, I, do I watch uh, other – college coaches film. Right, and which ones do you like watch or mentor the most and then bring it uh, over to your guys? Uh, well, I, I can't really tell you. I, I pretty much watch, uh, I'm gonna speak on this this past year that's this, this going on right now. I watched uh, I watched Ole Miss. I've stole a few things from Lane Kiffin. Uh, 
I've watched Memphis uh, this year. Uh, I like some of the things they do with the running game, <laughs> with the RPO. Uh, I also, uh, you know, I back a little bit off of Alabama with some of the plays that they designed to get their playmakers in the game uh, instead of just being a wide out. You know, I, the thing that I had planned to do this year with Robert and Cameron uh, was to make sure that people couldn't key on that I was going to move them around everywhere. Running back, wide out, slot. You know, sometimes even their quarterback just do some things with them. And so uh, I know next year that people are going to uh, key on Cameron, even though that, I know a lot of people think that's all we got, but that's 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 far from the truth. Uh, so I'm going to find ways to move him around and also use him as a decoy sometimes to get other players off in the game that I know we have playmakers. So uh, because at the same time, Cameron has done his body of work, okay? So he has nothing left to prove except for to continue what he's been doing and get better at it. So uh, now it's time to groom other young men that's behind him or that's coming along with him and get them ready for the, 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 the spotlight or the, it's time for them to shine because uh, Cameron's going to be a senior next year. So that's going to have to be somebody that Cameron's going to have to pass the torch to. So that's my job to get other young men prepared to do certain things and be very, very, um, what I want to say, uh, accessible and usable in more than just one position. Because uh, when you go to college, just, just take an example for Devontae Smith. Alabama used him everywhere. They run him with the speed sweep. They, run, they use him at the slot. They use him out outside. I mean, they find ways. Uh, he was even on special teams, you know, most you don't see most of your superstar players on special teams, but that that tells you something. Special teams is means you're a special player. That's what our great Murray Armstrong used to say over at University of Memphis. If you're on special teams, that means the coach thinks you're a great athlete or you're special to the team. So those are the kind of small things that stand out for great athletes in order to be a great teammate. Um Coach, you alluded to the University of Memphis. Of course, that's your alumni, correct? Correct. Well, let's talk Memphis. Uh, no Tigers. Just for a second. <laughs> Go ahead. Let's, <laughs> no, talk, let's talk Tiger football for just a second. When, <laughs> when you look no. at, uh, obviously, the job that Mike Norvell did, uh, you, of course, you can go back to Justin Puente if you want to. But right. The job Mike Norvell did uh, and just the, the amount of success that we had. Uh, and then you look at Ryan Silverfield this season. Uh, give me your take on the Tiger football program and then also give me your take on this season specifically. Uh, could you give me a grade for the coaching staff as a whole and then also the grade for the team as a whole? I, 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 I'm going to be honest with you now. Uh, at the beginning of the year, uh, it looked like they were about to run the, the table again. And uh, unfortunately, COVID hit. And they lost some players, key players at some key spots. You know, you lose Coxie, you lose Gainwell before the season started. You had a couple of get to opt out. Uh, I give them a, a A for effort trying to fill those spots. It's hard to replace first team all uh, all conference guys, you know. But they done a great job with filling the void. Calvin Austin became the man, the go to man, you know, when he was the second. Second guy behind Coxie, you know, uh, Claude, uh, um, 
the young man from Whitehaven. Um, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, uh, Colin Watkins. Colin yeah. Watkins. You know, he was a Mod Middle product. So I mean, I, I, so you know, they had guys by running back by committee that that filled the void of Gainesville. Uh, you know, uh, the game when they played SMU. Uh, I was kind of disappointed with that. You know, I, I can't tell no lie. I thought they should have beat SMU, and I think they allowed too many deep balls. Uh, so, well, we, you know, if we weren't off for three weeks. <laughs> right. Yes, that didn't help it. I, I, I understand that. You know, we was off three weeks now. So, you know, overall, I will say the season was a great success. I would give them a, a B plus on the season. Uh, the coaching staff, uh, the job that they did on the field and keeping this thing from crashing and burning when losing those type of players, I give them an A for that. I also give them an A for the recruiting class that they brought in that's coming in this year. One of the best the school has ever had. Uh, and it looks like they're doing a hell of a job in the transfer portal right now. Uh, they got the two, what, two kids from uh, uh, Michigan State, then they just snatched uh, Shamar Nash from Arkansas, mm -hmm. uh, and they just got another quarterback from wait, where to get the Arizona. quarterback? Arizona, Arizona, yeah, Arizona. That kid's a stud. Okay, so this, so I, this is what I'm and saying. And Austin P. <laughs> yeah. So you know, this, so this is what I'm saying. You, you're getting kids who want to be a part of the Memphis family. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I say I can say this because I, I played there. Uh, Memphis just really just didn't start putting kids in the NFL. You know, right. uh, I can remember off my 94 defensive team, just off the defensive side of the ball, out of the 11 starters, six of them went to the NFL. So, I, 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 you know, I know Memphis is on TV more now, and, you know, you're getting a little more airtime, more than what we had. But, you know, I tell people all the time, which y'all were talking about the scheduling, you know, every year we play four SEC teams every year. We were an independent school. Yep. People don't understand that Ole Miss, Arkansas, Mississippi State, Tennessee, we played them. You know, it, it, it wasn't no one at once every year, once every We played those teams every year. And then we stepped outside the conference when we played Michigan State, Michigan. I mean, woo. We, 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 we played against some, some, some stout teams, but I like what they're doing now. They're getting athletes the ball in space. Yeah. Okay, they're, they're playing basketball on grass. Mm -hmm. you know? Yes. I, I like what's going on. You don't have to, you know, when I was there, they believed in that, you know, Stobar was a big 10 guy. He believed in that five yards and cloud of dust. <laughs> Rip Shirt in with the same type of thing, you know. Him Rip coming. Shirt just played not to lose. Go ahead. Right. Uh, yeah, so now we're playing with, Kids that can move. I, I like it. I like get the ball out quick. Let the guy make the move. You don't have to think as much. You just playing ball. Follow this. Follow the scheme. Execute the scheme. You know, and they're playing to their strengths. Okay. And ever since Fuente, Norvell, and now Stiverfield, uh, as long as they can keep this thing rolling, uh, I love it. You know. Uh, and it, it can continue to recruit and bring the type of kids in that can help this program continue to win. Uh, you know, I, I'm forever be a, a, a Memphis Tiger. You know, you, you can cut me. I'm going to bleed 
uh, fairly orange and black on one side, and the other side going to be tiger blue. So, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that doesn't, and that, and I, I haven't said that I know my son is being recruited by the University of Memphis, okay? Uh, in my heart, what I, if I was a, a person like, yeah, I want him to go to Memphis, that would be nice. But my father didn't make a choice for me. He gave me the advice. We sat down and we talked about it. We put it on the board. We had all, we put all the pros and cons up. I made the decision that I wanted to stay home and play for my Memphis Tigers. I've done the same thing that I've done with my dad did with me. I did with Cameron. We got a board in the house. We put all the pros and cons of when it comes down to him to get ready to make his decision, he's going to make that decision on his own. I'm, I'm going to support him 100% because at the end of the day, he has to go to that school for the next three to five years. Daddy don't have to go anymore. I don't have my time. <laughs> you know, so I'm, I'm going to support him wherever he goes, but I'm going to want to make sure that he has the best advice and the best options on the table to make sure he's successful while he's there. And when he leaves, he still has a chance to be successful with the connection that he's made at whatever university he chooses to go to. Coach Corey, Coach, uh, you uh, said you're my fault. Coach Miller, I just want to say after that statement right there, that is, I don't know that you see that a lot with parents nowadays. And, I, and I, like I said, I could be wrong, but I feel like there's a lot more, uh, I don't want to say pushing them, but maybe steering them a little bit in a certain direction nowadays with certain schools. Um, it is very nice and humbling to hear a parent say that this is their decision, not not my decision, but their decision. Right, because I, I've, I've had my time. I, I played Division One ball. I am not going to live through my child, okay? Uh, when he asked me about my playing days, I don't talk about it. I just put the film in. I don't, have to, I don't have to say a word because it speaks for itself. And I want him to have the same experience that I experienced, but I want you to do it on your own recognizance. I don't want you to say, Dad, you made me go here, and he regrets right. the decision that was made, and it wasn't made by him. That's not fair to him, okay? I'm trying to teach him to be a, a young adult, a young man in this world. And the only way he's going he's to learn how to make decisions Weigh your best options. Look at it for more than just the ground surface of it. You got to be able to look through the mess and decipher what's going on. Is this the best fit for me? Is, are, are they really in it for me? Or are they just in it for my talents? Okay? Because mm -hmm. one day, that ball going to stop rolling. And you're going to have to do something else besides play football. Okay? I mm -hmm. need to know if I tear my, do something wrong, something when I leave here and graduate, can I go, can I call somebody to get a job? You know, can I call somebody to help me out if I'm in a tight spot? You know, uh, those are the type of things that I look for. Because when I left the University of Memphis, Wayne Wheaton was the athletic director of Memphis. And Wayne Wheaton called me right after I graduated. said, son, when you graduate and get your degree, come see me. See, those are the type of things that I'm talking about. Those are the type of things that you want to see your child when he goes to a program, those kind of coaches that you want your children. Coach, Coach Corey, you brought up. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Coach, you brought up scheduling. Um, I think it's tough for Memphis right now just because uh, 
Nobody wants to play them. They're good. That's a that's no. a risk in the right now. Right, um, right. But I, I will say, I will say, Roberts, Mean Green get to come to town in 2022. So exactly. we'll get to see a homecoming with him, and uh, that's exciting. <laughs> I'm sure you'll have a little trash talk in between you two guys uh, when, when he returns back home. So. I'm gonna love it. You know, I'm gonna love it. I, I'm gonna love seeing my former players compete wherever they go. You know, uh, like uh, Corey's son miss, plays the Mississippi Valley plays me when they when the first game when they play JSU. I'm gonna be in the stands. I try to, <laughs> I try to go travel and go see my former players play. I don't care where they're at. You know, if I don't get a chance to see them play, I make sure I give them a phone call. You know, day before, two days before, to check them on, wish them luck. You know, because there's nothing more gratifying as a coach when a kid comes back after he's graduated from college or he's graduated or he's playing ball and all he says is, thank you, coach. You know, it ain't about the money and everything. That's more than money. It's worth more than gold because guess what you've done? You've touched somebody else's life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's what this, you don't get in this business to make money, okay? If you did, you're in the wrong business, okay? Yes, sir. You get in this business to change lives. Somebody help you in your life, change your life. I had coaches help me change my life. This is what I got in the business for. I've been in this business. I've been a head coach for 23 years. Some of them going, you're 24, be next year, okay? So I know I've been in somebody else's child's life for 23, 24 years. And I can honestly say, when I get phone calls or cards in the mail around Christmas time, thank you, coach. That, 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 I smile because mm-hmm. that's it. That's it. And as a Christian, um, I believe that's that's why God put people on this earth like you to make an impact in other people's lives. Um, and I'm the same way. I was a youth leader at my church for a long time, and uh, seeing kids be successful is um, it just makes my heart happy. And I enjoy seeing people such as yourself uh, be a mentor to I'm 25 years old. So you're a mentor to me um, for doing that and showing me how to do that with younger kids. So uh, I, I definitely appreciate it, guys. I'm going to hop off of here. I got some stuff to do, but uh, I appreciate you guys um, being on the show today and uh, enjoy the rest of the time on the show. Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay, Corey, you, I got a question for you. Corey, I got a question for you. Um, Talk about your son playing at Mississippi Valley. Can you talk about maybe how the alumni, how they can support teams like Mississippi Valley and Jackson State to come out and watch their games, especially with Deion Sanders now, the new coach of Jackson State as well? (laughs) Yes, it's a – my son, he's returned back on campus. They are looking – I mean, looking forward to the spring ball. The OVC, uh, the SWAC, I think uh, a couple of other – a group of five schools are playing this this spring. Um, the great thing about the HBCUs, they have a very, very strong alumni, especially here in Memphis for Mississippi Valley. There's only an hour and a half down the road and so on and so forth. So uh, that's been the biggest thing that Caleb has really um, enjoyed, being able to, to people to stop him when he wears his Valley outfit and say, hey, I went to Valley too. What's your number? What's your number? Uh, uh, Caleb uh, has enjoyed being in that that smaller environment, which is actually very much like Miles, which is why he liked the environment. Uh, you talk about the recruiting for these young men right here. Um, Caleb was off from South Carolina. I played ball at Tennessee Martin. Martin offered him. Tennessee Tech offered him. Different places. But where it fit for him was Valley. 
and Valley gave him the opportunity to, to really mature, which is really what he needed. And, and uh, Coach Dancy, the young coaching staff down there, have done an excellent job. His position coach used to coach the running backs in the, in the Cleveland Browns, the Browns guy, uh, Dwayne Luckett. And so um, and that's his position coach now. So the, the connection with Coach Miller is talking about is very, very, very important. And so right now, especially in the culture and climate with HBCUs, a lot of kids are looking to it. My daughters, I've only had one son. I've got daughters. They've all gone to HBCUs, or my other one wants to go down there to Valley as well. It's really a big thing to create that nurturing environment with these kids so they can have a place to be successful. And that played a big part. And even with Ray Robert going to North Texas, we have a connection. Uh, you know, Galen Scott, who's on Fuentes staff, uh, who helped recruit my nephew, Christian Johnson, who played for Coach Fuentes. And so when he ended up there, it was like, well, we trust each other. We know each other. We know what to expect to recreate that, that environment because our job is to make better men. That's our job, to make them better as young men, to walk alongside of them, the good times, the bad times, in adversity as well as celebration. So they can be you know, good citizens and they can move forward. So we're really looking forward. I'm excited uh, uh, just to watch where these kids uh, end up and what, what Cameron ultimately decides to do. Uh, we've still got Damien behind, Damien Swing, that's got offers from Southern Mississippi and some other places. We don't know where he's gonna end up at. Uh, and so the great thing about football, that there's great football played from NAIA up to the Power Five. And so you have to find the right place for your kids. And that's the beauty of what Miller does, uh, what we've tried to do historically at Miles, is to put kids in the right place so they can be connected to be successful. And Valley's alumni is just outstanding. So <laughs> it, it's, it's a great situation for Caleb. Okay, Robert and Cameron, what NFL players do y'all look up to the most and like watching the most? Mine is, I like watching uh, Jalen Ramsey the most. He's my favorite player. Well, uh, if, we, if, if we talking about offense, it's between Derrick Henry and Julio Jones. Between those two on offense. Because those, huh? I say, I don't like offensive players. I just watch defense. <laughs> Yeah, them, yeah, them, them two are the main players I like uh, out, of, out of all, out of all positions. They run back and receive them. Man, I just wish we could see one more year of y'all on the practice field against each other, the way y'all are talking right now. Yeah, uh, that's what I. That, that's what I was just getting ready to say. Like Cameron, hypothetically speaking, if you pick Memphis in two years, there could be some helmets clacking, and uh, I think both of you guys would really enjoy that. Just yeah. We battle like this at practice with all with me, him, and some other players. You know, we battle, talk trash all day at practice. So, you know, that's just something we do over there. Yeah. It's all love at the end of the day, because you know, we all try to make each other better. So that's just, that's just something uh we like doing. It's all about competition at the end yeah. of the day. It's all about competing and making not only yourself better, but your but your teammates at, at the same time. Yep. Uh, Cameron and uh, Robert, for me personally, uh, I will for sure be following y'all uh, no matter where you go. Uh, thank you very much for being on the show. Uh, man, I'm not going to lie to you. If either, if, if, if either one of y'all make it to the NFL, I will be sharing the crap out of this video. Uh, but uh, thank y'all very, very much for being on the show, uh, as well as uh, Cedric Miller and Corey Johnson. This has been a great uh, almost hour and 
20 minutes now. I this, this has been a lot of fun today. Hey, you you coach, hey I got Coach Miller a question real quick, Wes, real oh. quick. Go ahead. Uh, Coach Miller, you played at Memphis back in the day like y'all mentioned. Um, can you talk about your favorite road trips as a Tiger as well for our Memphis fans listeners? Uh, let's see. Uh, my, my, my freshman my freshman year road best road trip was when we went down to Mississippi State and we beat the living crap out of Mississippi State down there. We beat them, uh, I think it was like 45 to 28. Uh, Isaac Bruce uh, had two those cowbells. Yeah, a hundred some yard, three touchdowns on that uh great cornerback they had, Walt Harris. Uh, I also remember going and playing in Neyland Stadium in '94 uh, against Aaron Hayes, Man Stewart, and that was the game that I remember the most. Where they put Jerome Woods on the map. Jerome had 21 tackles with 18 solos that game. I mean, he was a, a heat-seeking missile, and one of the the biggest. He was so nasty. Yeah, one of the bigger was nasty back in the day. Yeah, very nasty. Uh, one of the bigger highlights playing in Memphis was getting a chance to play in the big house. We went and played Michigan. You know, a lot of people can't say they they played there. Then uh, the next following year, we went and played Michigan State, where they had Flozell Adams, they had Cedric Irving, uh, they had Ike Reese, and Nick Saban was the head coach at Michigan State. You know, so oh, wow. those are the things mm-hmm. that parents yeah. and remember. Uh, being a part of the Memphis Tiger, and also what we were known for, good defense. Every year I was there, we were ranked in the top, top ten, top fifteen in the nation in total defense. I mean, those are the things that I will forever remember as being a Memphis Tiger. So y'all play, y'all did play at Michigan State what your senior year? Yeah, ninety-seven. Yeah, is that correct? Yeah. Yep, ninety-seven went to Michigan. Okay, State. so you, so so you did play my so you did play my cousin Braden Tucker after all then. Yeah, <laughs> I, did. <laughs> I did. I did. And uh, an interesting fact also on here as well, because the reason I brought you on as well because Joe Rucconi, you know, the Carville coach, yes, also Rockwell. played at Memphis during that time, and yes. that was Wes's football coach back in the day at Russell Christian. I be doggone yes. Uh, Joe Rucconi was. Joe Ricona was our long snapper. He was also one of the funniest guys on the team. When we go out of town or, or we need some entertainment, <laughs> they would call Joe Ricona up and tell jokes. I mean, Joe was just <laughs> kind of guy. Yeah, so my cousin. Yeah, yeah I didn't really see the funny side yeah. to him. I'm sorry, Coach. I, I missed that. Yeah, I didn't get to see the funny side. I got more of the snapping <laughs> clipboards. And I'll tell you a funny story about Joe Ricona. Um I went to Rossville Christian Academy, which is a very small high school just east of Carville, Tennessee. Um, it was his first ever coaching job. When he got there, we had 15 players on the team. So, obviously, we did everything. Well, um, we had certain cadences, you know, and stuff like that offensively, and uh, we had we had used the cadence pink panties. And for some reason, our headmaster happened to be on the practice field that day. I don't know why. And coach is just screaming, pink panties, pink panties. <laughs> and all of a sudden, we look up, and the headmaster's walking over to Coach Raconi, and we're like, man, what is he doing? So he walks over and talks to him. He comes back. He blows the whistle, calls everybody in. And he was like, all right, guys, we can't use pink panties. So we have inappropriate. <laughs> and so, um, but uh, Coach Raconi, like I said the, uh, yesterday, talking to uh, uh, Scotty Robinson, the basketball coach out there at Cardiville, uh, 
he taught me at a very young age um, the 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 phrase and the mindset of mind over matter. Uh, and then me at 35 years old today, I still use that on a daily basis. So um, not just football-wise, but life-wise, I Correct. love Joe returning to death. Uh, man, he's an awesome, awesome, awesome man. Yes, he will. Yes, he is. Coach Miller, you also said, you know, how did he, how did he, I never got the full answer on this, but did a lot of players used to call him the bubble boy also back in the day? <laughs> <laughs> because, Joe, hey, Joe denies that like crazy between me and Wes, but uh, we're trying to get Joe to come on with us, but you know, Joe's been busy and whatnot, but he has, I, I think he's probably nervous for us to put the bubble boy name out there to him. <laughs> I will, I'm gonna let Joe tell y'all that. <laughs> so he will remember that pretty well. Wow. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but like like Brandon said, Coach Miller, Coach uh, Johnson, and Robert and uh Cameron, you know, we're gonna be following y'all for a long time. I've been following Coach Miller for like the last 15 years as well. Uh, he's been a legend, like we talked about early in the show in the Memphis area. And first of all, I just want to say, Coach Johnson, appreciate everything that you've done for the Moss community as well. You know, that community uh, is pretty good in, in, in future hands as well. It's going to be well. We appreciate that. It's going to be successful. We've hired the right people. We've got the right people in place. We've got great kids. and It's going to be successful for years to come. So thank you. And Coach Miller, you know, like we just, I just told, told you, I said, I've known you for like the last 15 years. And, you know, I can't wait. Hopefully, Doris Ray and the company, and we'll get them. We'll let the Shelby County School kids play this year in general. I know y'all are in charter school now, but I want to see some hard nosed football between some rival schools, you know, Coach Miller. And yep. um, thank you, everything that you've done so far up to date for the city of Memphis as a high school football coach and just being a mentor to a lot of people. Thank you very much. I, it's been a blessing, man. You know, uh, I, a lot of guys don't get a chance to do uh, some of the things that I did. I've been blessed and and and, and uh, to be healthy enough and able enough to see a lot of kids that I've touched go on to be successful off the football field and on the football field. So you know, I I, I every day I get a chance to step on that field or step in a school building, I get a chance to touch a kid. And that, that, that's that's a part of what this job is all about, you know. And so I, it's, it's just a, you know, I'm blessed and I'm grateful for the opportunity that I've had at the three schools that I've been at. And now the where I'm at now, uh, I enjoy being in the Nutbush and North Memphis community and able to change lives every day that we get a chance to interact with these kids. Now, Robert, I told you this earlier in the show now, um, don't forget about Memphis barbecue rather than Texas barbecue. The only thing good for Texas barbecue is their brisket, okay? All uh, right. <laughs> so if you want to, if you want some decent places that are in Denton for brisket, you know my number. You know, you can text me or call me and I'll let you know what restaurants are good, you know. You know, there's always good old Rudy's barbecue with this famous for the brisket over there in Denton. But um, definitely look me up for that. Yes, sir. All right, thank you. I'm, I'm going to try that. I'm going to try that for sure. And uh, Cameron, you know, like your senior year is coming up fast, man. So hopefully your top, I mean, like Brandon said, I don't know when you're going to be announcing your top six, but uh, 
wherever you land end up, you know, the city of Memphis, I'm sure we looking forward to watching you in the college ranks, wherever you end up and uh, good luck to you finishing out your senior year, Robert and Cameron, good luck finishing out your junior year, getting ready for your senior year. I know academics are pretty hard right now with everything gone in person and in online and everything like that. So good luck to both of y'all for that as well. Okay. We appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Wes, final words. To, uh, to Cameron and Robert, thank you very much. Good luck to you in your uh, future endeavors in college. And to Coach Miller and Coach Johnson, thank you very much for being on the show with us today. Uh, thank you for everybody for watching. We will thank be you. back uh, on here in roughly an hour. So thanks, guys. <laughs> All right.